So welcome to episode 11 of Rebel City Podcast. Uh, my partner in crime, Matt, has had a uh, personal situation come up, so he won't be with me today. So for the first time ever, I'll be doing a podcast on my own. Um, not even anybody in the room helped me with the camera situation or nothing, so we'll see how this goes. Um, our guest this week is Carla Kelp. How's it going, Carla? Hello, going great. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, actually. Very, very good. Um so, do you, do you want to just tell me a wee bit about yourself? I mean, I know a wee bit about you anyway, but I think it would be good to introduce you and give people a flavour for the type of thing that you're into. Well, there are so many things to tell. Um, I'm a world traveller. Um, I'm a martial artist. I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I just, like, recently found my purpose in life, which I'm so grateful to know. The funny thing is, it is it has always been there, and um, I had a very very difficult relationship with my father. Um, like he was abusive and narcissistic, and that caused me like so much pain and depression and suicidal thoughts and all that stuff. Until I finally like broke free from that, and then later on I realized, okay, this is actually what my life purpose is. Like I turned my my pain into purpose and now I'm teaching other women how to break free from that and how to turn their lives around. And ever since I, I started this, like my life life has shifted and, and transformed and changed completely. And it's pretty amazing now. Mm. So um, what is it? How do you help people? Um, is it like online? Or do you do yeah, on, online, yeah, I do like personal development coaching, yes. Okay, and that's just something that um, is very, very new um, in the world, I suppose, is yeah. the the ability to um, get help from somebody at the other side of the planet, potentially, and help people on the other side of the planet, whereas we used to be really confined to what was available uh, sort of nearby. Um, yeah. So you're a bit of a trailblazer when it comes to... Um, this industry um, so um, how do you find it first of all well it's like um, like some years ago someone suggested like oh you could be a coach and I was like no no I'm not ready for this um, but now that I've, I've managed and overcome so much I thought why should I not help other women to to do the same like I, I want to make this world a better place I think mm. everyone should make this little his his or her little contribution to make this world a better place and this is my contribution and I also um, I also want to work online I want to travel more so this gives me a lot more freedom to to do that mm -hmm. yeah. uh, where is it that you stay currently I live in this beautiful city called Heidelberg in Germany it is the oldest university in in Germany, and it's just a beautiful city, like amazing atmosphere, amazing architecture, beautiful vibe, great energy. I just love it here. Mm. And is that where you're from? Are you? Um, I'm. I moved here to go to university. Okay. Um. Originally, originally, I'm. I'm from Transylvania. Oh um, wow. That's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, from. yeah, that's awesome. Um. That's uh, Transylvania is like a German subculture in Romania. It's, it's a little bit of a longer right. story, but I was born there. But my parents sort of like went back to Germany when I was very little, just one year old. Mm -hmm. So I grew up here in Germany. And that's also one of the reasons um, why I had such difficult time with my parents, because we didn't only have the... Um, the generation conflict we also had the cultural conflict they grew up like in a little village in romania and i grew up in germany with like so much more possibilities a completely different life right yeah. ah could i could understand that um that being an issue um i think even like you just said generational gaps are difficult enough to deal with and they think yeah. how fast the world changes um that that becomes a difficult thing between kids and parents i, I feel but if yeah. you had a, your parents from a really sort of small place and brought you up in a really sort of big place I could understand why potentially there would be a lot of sort of friction there um yeah so uh, Transylvania I, I didn't know that Transylvania was a, a German uh, culture in Romania I knew it was in Romania and I knew about the vampires but I had no idea that there was a connection between Transylvania and Germany 
Yeah, like they, like about 800 years ago from the Western German, Luxembourgish, um, Belgian area, they moved to to Romania to be to be farmers to work there, and um, and then it developed like in, into like a subculture because like they kept all the traditions and and their language. So my parents' native language, so to speak, is this kind of I think in English it's called like Saxon German or something like that. Right. Okay. Uh, if we have any German listeners, uh, Siebenburgish. <laughs> okay. um, I don't know what the German. I'm sorry, but um, I'm sure some do it there. Who knows? Yeah, I'm sure so, some do appreciate um, it. So, like, it's 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 like a little subculture by itself, and it's like a very old German that no regular German understands, but it's very very similar. Um, I usually tell other people now. You will laugh. It's it's almost like um, like like. Scottish and British English, like it's it's a bit of a difference. Oh, really? I think I, I think you can communicate, but yeah. Oh, we, well, I hope we can communicate. I'm trying to do a podcast, so um, hopefully you're doing we can. really well. I, I was thinking that well, I'm speaking. This is me speaking properly. Um, I could demonstrate what I normally speak like, but I'm pretty sure you you would be like, "What is that?" Um, <laughs> so you're probably right. We'll do it. We'll do it off camera. Um, the I was thinking more, would it be potentially that, like, if somebody took Old English, like, sort of Shakespearean English, and took it to another part of the planet and then come back to England and was expecting to be able to communicate, is yeah. that a similar language? Or is it, like, Scottish um, and uh, the the difference between Gaelic and Gaelic is definitely um, a thing. So is it, it's the Gaels. So Scottish Gaelic... Um, and English are two completely different languages. Okay. So are they similar languages or are they are they completely different to each other? Well, the thing is, um, ima imagine you have one language and then you take one part away and have them developed separately from each other. Right. So the German here in Germany developed in a different direction than the German in Romania developed. They still stem, they have the same roots and they're very, very similar um so in 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 some way i kind of uh, it's considered a dialect not a or not a different language yeah but like i said like any any regular germans they don't understand it like only if they like are really good with languages and only if they like listen to it like very very hard and yeah yeah I, to well i would agree then it probably as like the difference between english and slang because Scottish is slang. So, yeah. yeah, English people come up and you could, I mean, I've sat, for instance, I've sat on holiday in wherever, Spain, and sat about 20 feet away from somebody and spoke directly about them, and they've not got an idea of what you're saying. You just need to yeah. speak fast enough and just use the appropriate language. And, yeah, even people that stay Edinburgh, the other side of the country, if they were to hear proper Glaswegian slang, they would, they would struggle a little bit, so... Sounds a wee bit like that. So, um, I mean, it, what were some of the difficulties that you faced, like with your parents? Um, what were some of the, the the things that come up? I mean, if we're saying from very different places, and you had loads of opportunity and staying in a in a big sort of city type thing, um, what were the type of things that popped up for you? The difficulties between me and my parents, you mean? Mm -hmm. Um. Well, first of all, it was it was the way they would raise their children. My parents grew up with like it's okay to beat a child if it doesn't listen. Mm -hmm. You just like beat them into obedience. So this yeah. is what happened to me. Like I was beaten, like um, but also like like um, verbal abuse and and like all that stuff. Yeah, um, I had a, I had a very I, similar experience. I've got to say, um, yeah. my my mom and dad. It might have been because. My mum and dad were older when they had me, um, but my, my, I think my dad was born in 45 and my mum was born in 49 and I was born in 83. Um, so there was quite a difference and I found that it, no physical, I've got to say, um, my dad and never raised his hand to me, but I get quite a lot of sort of mental torment, I think that would yeah. be the, the, the best way off of my mum, uh, no my mum, sorry, my dad. And I think that yeah, it's just the way that they were raised. They were sort of hardened for life. Yeah, they, they, like, I know, that's the thing, like, 
the mindset now I, I used to suffer so much when I thought they've experienced the same they have been beaten they have experienced all the, the stuff I did when I was a child so why would they pass it on why would they pass on that pain mm -hmm. and I couldn't understand it but now I know that they grew up like this they didn't know it any better and in their head they have been the best parents they could be mm -hmm. And having this mindset and also forgiving them, forgiveness is, is like a big tool, so to speak, yeah. that, that really sets you free. I don't forgive my parents because they deserve it. I forgive my parents because I deserve to be free of that pain. Mm. And this is a, a huge, huge shift in, in my mindset, in my energy. And life feels different now. You just, you don't carry that burden anymore because if you hang, if, if, if you hold on tight to this, to this pain, you're like always pulling this huge weight behind you. It, it keeps you in chains. Yeah. And if you forgive someone, you set yourself free. Yeah. Um, yeah. Resentment's toxic. That's for sure. Yeah. I think that, um, if I was to think about it, and I've, this isn't something I've thought that deeply about, I think that resentment or baggage or pain or non-forgiveness, I think what potentially happens is you might see, so say for instance you are resent, resentful towards your parents or I'm resentful towards an ex-girlfriend or whatever it might be, when I meet new people and I recognise the traits that that person had and other people then I act out towards them in the same way that I would against the resentful person so I feel angry like irrational anger towards these people I think, yeah. I think that that's probably what happens um and you're definitely right like I 100% agree that forgiveness is like one of the biggest life skills that you could ever learn um my worry is is that we don't teach it I think it's very, very hard for you to go and find or go and find people that are willing to forgive. Um, they're few and far between. Yeah, if if you forgive someone, you don't necessarily have to let them know. You can just do it for yourself. Yeah, it's like forgive them, get rid of that baggage, and just move on and and leave it. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned yeah. mindset, so um, you were saying like. Um, mindset's important um which super important yeah um what are some of the ways that you think that people can change their mindset because i i, I agree well, i 100 agree mindset's so important i think your, your outlook your perception is everything really like yeah. the way that you perceive things is literally everything to you so how do you change mindset i mean it sounds easy it sounds like something you just change the way you think just Think about it more positively, but it, I mean, it's um, it's no, it's not the easiest thing in the world to just do. Um, so, what do you think are some of the ways that people can change their mindset? Well, like you said, it's not something. Technically, theoretically, you can just like snap your finger and decide. Okay, I'm going to change my mindset mm -hmm. now. But because the thing is, like, the way you think is a habit, and it takes time to change a habit. So. For example, um, what, what I what I usually preach is don't judge people. Like this this negative talk about others, or even when when you judge others, you also judge yourself very harshly usually. And every time you have to be like aware and mindful. Like every time you catch yourself being like negative to yourself to someone else, like very judgmental. Like just I I call it the monkey mind. It's the monkey mind is like, imagine you have a monkey in your head and the monkey is a construct of society, of the way we're raised. Mm -hmm. We should be this, we should be that, blah, 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 whatever. Like everything, like your, your, your environment, let it be your parents, your friends, teachers put in your head. And this monkey is not a nice guy. It's quite an asshole. Okay. So every time you beat up yourself or you like judgmental to someone else, I, in my, in my mind, I take like a huge big banana and just like stuff it in the monkey's mouth and tell him to shut up and put it in its cage. Like, just like a mental image. And, um, I find it quite amusing <laughs> to like take a banana and not like, and put it like sideways in its mouth. So it has like a, a yellow smile. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and just like something like that this is like one way you have to be mindful of it you know yeah um of course i was just i was going to, that was going to be something i was going to say is that you need to be aware yeah, this is this is where everything starts. Be aware of it. You cannot change anything if you don't know what. If you if you're not aware of it, um, you first have to see something in order to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, so be aware and just try to get an observer point of your own thoughts because the way you think, this is how you this is this creates your 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 reality. And, um, like, you know, they, they say, like, if you think positive, like, positive things happen to you. And if you think negatively, negative things happen to you, you know, like the law of attraction yeah. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, to change your mindset, you first have to be aware of it. Like, observe yourself. How do I think? What are my beliefs? This is one thing that I didn't know. I didn't know I had so many limiting beliefs and so many toxic negative beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I had to like really dig in deep and um, I sat down with pen and paper. I wrote down a lot. I talked to friends. I was meditating. Um, well, I'm a martial artist, so I'm exercising. This is also something in eating healthy. Um, but we can talk about this later. Otherwise, we will not talk about anything else for the rest of the hour. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so this is this, yeah, being being aware is the first step, mm-hmm. and then it's really it's 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 work. You can, for example, whenever every time you catch yourself with something, with something negative, with something judgmental, like observe how it makes you feel. If it doesn't matter if it's towards you or, or towards someone else, you know, mm-hmm. like if you look in the mirror and think like, oh, I look like shit. You don't feel good when you think that or when you look at someone else and like, oh, look at how that person dresses. It's like, bah, you know, so but you can still say you can say like stop in your head. Just say stop and think about it like, okay, you don't know what this person went through. You don't know like what what burden they carry. So like try mm-hmm. to walk a mile in their shoes and be a bit more understanding and, and more compassionate and more loving mm. and also towards yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Empathy and... seems empathy seems almost like a rarity these days amongst a lot of people. Um I think it's it, it again it's perception. I think this is a perception yeah. that you get potentially from a lot of time spent on social media that and of the the people that you the, the people that you surround yourself with, but um, I try and be as empathetic as I can, as often as I can. That like exactly what like you said. If if I, if I catch myself being judgmental, that I try and think about where that other person's came from and where potentially they're going to be going, and um, that works for me definitely for changing mm-hmm. my put into a more positive sort of mindset. Yeah, well, I also like I, I educated myself a lot about psychology. So I understand why people behave the way they behave. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though understanding it doesn't doesn't make it better, you know, the action is still the action. Yeah, everything, um, everything like you said it spot on. It's work. Yeah. Everything's work. Everything's practice. Um, and also like you have to be willing to change. You, you cannot just sit there and hope that your life will change one day no if you keep doing the same things over and over again your life will be the same as it always is so if you want your life to change you have to everything starts in your head in your mind this is where everything starts because your thought your your thoughts create feelings your feelings create actions your actions create habits and and habits create your life Mm-hmm. So everything, like start at the root. I'm a huge, huge believer and fan of not just putting a bandaid over something. Like start at the root. Yeah. And the root is is your thoughts, the way you think, mm-hmm. and also like when you think in a certain way, in a positive way, you will automatically attract. Like thoughts are a vibration. Thoughts are energy. And if you put this energy out, then you receive this energy. It's almost like. Um, our head is like like a radio, you know. Whatever frequency you tune into, what you send out, this is what you receive. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. But it is work. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that? Because ah, yeah. Again, the amount I'm saying, I, I agree. I, I agree that the energy you put out, positive energy, you get it back. What would you say to somebody that would be like, prove it? 
So I, I would say try it out. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. The, the one that I've <laughs> had back for people that, especially people that, it seems to be people that that aren't looking. So I think that you're definitely, that definitely what you said, that people need to be willing um, yeah. to, to make changes or to even accept a possibility of change is definitely a, a huge thing. So this is generally when I'm speaking to people in general terms, no somebody that's asking me for insight, it just, and, and and I would say to them that definitely 100% if you put out positivity if you wish for things and you do things that will get you from point A to point B you yeah. will get everything everything will be there for you you yeah. just need to do it and you just need to consistently do it because consistency is definitely like a big thing as well don't give up and keep going um, and that is basically the type of response I get is that there's all these bad people out there that get so much or unethical people or whatever it might be, bankers you hear about, like so bankers are ripping people off and they're getting paid millions and they're not going to jail and all these, these are bad people that are getting good things. Um, what would your response to like that type of thing? Because I find it hard to respond to it. Well, what, what do you think they get good things? You don't know if they're depressed. You don't know if they have nightmares. You don't know how they feel. You don't know how their life looks. This is something you assume. And making yeah. assumptions doesn't get you, it doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. Um, and the problem is that a lot of people, they're not aware. They just, they, they, they do what they believe they have to do. They are what they think they should be. And what do people think they should be? They, they think they should be successful in their job and have a house and children and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But how many people do you see like hit the wall having the midlife crisis or whatever? And it's because they, they don't really truly live, but oh God, this is like another huge topic <laughs> mm -hmm. um, about like something that really, really pisses me off is when not, or it frustrates me to see how people are not honest with themselves. They're, and they don't even know it. A lot of people are actually depressed and they don't even know it. Mm, I was one of and, the people. I was one of them. I was, I, I was also one of them. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know it. Like I suffered my entire life. Like until like until I um you know got got rid of all that pain. Took charge. Yeah. And well t took responsibility and didn't blame anyone else. Yeah. And I take responsibility for my own life and where I am. I'm not like blaming my father, like, oh my God, I didn't, you know, I'm not successful. I'm not famous or I'm not this, I'm not that because of you. No, I'm responsible for my own life. And this is what people need to do. And the thing is, we were raised to be like tough and not show emotions and not be like, I don't know, like, especially we women, like, oh, don't be a drama queen and blah, blah, blah. We're not a drama queen when we just, tell someone how we feel if i say this makes me really sad this this hurts me like i'm not a drama queen i'm just being authentic <laughs> and this is one thing like this term has been thrown around so much being authentic but what 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 is that authenticity is like you have to know who you who you are what you want what you need in life and then also like tune into your emotions actually Emotions are nothing weak. Emotions are nothing else but like a GPS system. Your emotions tell you where you are, where you stand right now. Yeah. You feel if you're going in the right direction or not. You feel if you're aligned and on yeah. your path or not. You feel it. It's yeah. that simple. 100%. And yeah, and, and listening to your emotions and um, addressing them and giving them the attention they deserve this is what will make you be successful. And what I, I used to, I used to think success is, yeah, having an amazing job, a great apartment, family car, whatever. But I completely changed my view of that. What is success for me is now having inner peace. Yeah. And this is something that I have achieved now. And I'm really proud of mm. because oh. a lot of people that have, success they don't have yeah. inner peace if if if, I, if if you rewind the clock back three years on my life 
I had a, I owned a house, I had a car, I'd been in a long-term relationship at that point. If we go back four years, I'd been nine nine years. I'd been in a relationship, had a great job, was a top performer, and I just it it none of it made me happy. Absolutely none of it. Yeah. And I, I'm in the process just now. It's taken me so two years ago. I woke up and I was addicted to porn, and I was deeply, deeply unhappy with my life that I hadn't really admitted it to myself, but I, I finally admitted it to myself and um, the relationship ended and now I live in a, a, a house with like three other guys. Um, I do my podcast, I play guitar and, and I've never been happier. I have never been happier. It's like people almost, I can see it in them, um, but I don't take much notice when they, they, they say like, because I'm 35 and they're like, you've got flatmates? And like, yeah. And they're like, all right. It's almost like you're weird because I'm in the sort of situation that people would think you shouldn't, where I'm in like a flat share. But um, I spend more time with my friends than I've ever done. I'm more creative than I've ever been. The last bit really is the job. I need to get get rid of the job and yeah. get my new, like, but I'm in the process of sort of educating myself and I'm back at university and studying to become a cognitive behavioral therapist and that's just the path that I've decided but that I need to fund that so I need I know I go to work every day satisfied that that money is going towards my education so that I can move on um so I was droning along I was droning along like everybody else and just yeah deeply deeply unhappy and one of the things that I've struggled to come to terms with is being okay with being sad and yeah. be, being okay with not being depressed and I'm depressed but feeling depressed and knowing that it's nothing bigger than just what I'm feeling and maybe I should reflect did something happen have I had an argument have I acted outside my moral code have I maybe not seen my friends as much what's going on in my life um and then that makes me feel better surprise surprise but yeah. before that it was just like it was almost numb. Yeah. You, if, if that makes sense. I, I completely understand. I think, um, I think that's what a lot of people are like, like, like numb and they don't, they're not honest with themselves because it is uncomfortable. That's the thing. It is uncomfortable. If you have to admit towards yourself, towards others, who you, who you truly are, how you truly feel. Yep. And this is the problem. No one dares to admit that. And everyone is like pretentious and like, you know, showing this perfect life, like perfect in quotation marks, yeah. perfect life they have. And no, not, not many people dare to be vulnerable and speak how they truly feel. And I've, I've started doing that like in, with, with, my, with my friends and my environment, new people I meet on my Facebook account. I made some really honest vulnerable videos where it was it was really scary it was really really scary to open up mm -hmm. but at the same time i knew it would be good for me it would be helpful to someone out there i know someone will definitely benefit from that and if 10 people if 20 500 people laugh at me it doesn't matter if it helps one person yeah so this is this is my mindset now and i know that they only judge me because they're they're scared and they're projecting their insecurities onto me and this is the problem like like when when people are judgmental like like you know the, the flatmate situation um i also have a flatmate but it's still a beautiful apartment where i feel like really really home and it has like a good good energy good vibe yeah and um I'm the it doesn't matter here. Yeah, it doesn't matter what people think like I should have or should be, but by having a flatmate, I don't pay that much rent so I can save up and travel. And this is what everyone like envies me for like, oh, you're traveling so much. It's like, yeah, because I chose a different lifestyle than you have. It's, it's It all boils down to decisions and yeah. Mm. What, what do you think causes us to, to, to just drone along like that? Like that's the... That's the reality for most people, I would say, that I know. 
in my in, in my age group, do you know, they're probably in unhappy relationships, projecting online that they're deli- that they're they're happy twenty four seven. But yeah. you can kind of see through it a bit. Do you know what I mean? If yes. nobody if nobody posts anything negative on their social media, there might be something else going on because I'm constantly I would I'm honest in my social media. Like if I don't yeah. feel good, I'm saying I, I don't feel good to people. Um. So like when I hurt my shoulder, I think I've messaged. We we were messaging backwards and forwards, and you were asking me how I, how I was, and I was like, oh, I'm not feeling great because I've done. That. And that's just honest. That's just yeah. And if yeah, a lot of people out there, um, yeah, are in this situation that you talk about that that it's supposed to be the perfect relationship. They should they should be happy. They've got everything. So what what what's the major cause? they don't know it any better that's the problem and we just like we pick up the beliefs by our parents and they picked up their beliefs by their parents so whatever we think and 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 believe is i don't know how many centuries old Mm -hmm. and like dare to be critical and and um and, and and ask yourself all those uncomfortable questions um it's it's just because this is how children learn by like looking at the adults and then um what's the word Mimic. A- adapt adapting then adapt that and um yeah um so and also or like i don't know magazines tv shows whatever yeah. like mm-hmm. like the media the or media. social media is mm. presenting so you you trying to have that because you think this is what makes you happy no the only thing is what makes you happy is if you listen to your instinct to your inner voice that is like a little quiet voice and the ego is like loud and yelling and shouting and it's very difficult to hear this small voice if you're not if you don't know what it sounds like if mm-hmm. you don't know how to listen to it yeah and but it's something that we all have this this intuition the thing is we all know what we should do or what what does make us happy but we don't do that we don't dare because it's uncomfortable and it's dangerous to step out of your comfort zone i like for so many years i was like um not going on on traveling the world because i was scared i was like i don't have the money and this is what what kept me back home and and stuck i was like stuck for so many years and so unhappy and so depressed and i didn't admit to myself that and then came the point where i was like okay i own i own my shit. i take responsibility for everything that happened to me that where i am right now and from now on i will do things differently it i forgave myself for whatever i did in the past and I said, okay, from now on, I change things. I do things differently. And um, wow, that's inspiring. It really is. Um, so, do you feel like there needs to be like the, the individual needs to wake up almost for the change to happen? Do you think there's any yeah. way that people can promote the wake it like? Yeah, is that, do you think there's a way, like people like yourself, this is something that's very new and um, I feel that this is the future, that things like betterhelp.com and therapy online and online coaching and people out there that have got very specific skills um, and know very specific subjects and can help somebody no matter where they are on the planet, this is definitely yeah. the future, this is this is where it's going and um People being able to work online. Um, so, do you think there's a way that, that it can be promoted, um, rather than having to take the individual to sort of wake up? Like clearly you did, and clearly I did. Um, it it was like a, a shocking episode for me. This that you know, it was yeah, it was life changing. So, do you think there's any way that we could promote it, or do you feel that it's just it needs to come from the individual themselves? I think it needs to come from from deep within within you. No one can forces you mm-hmm. to grow. It it really has. If, if that's what I noticed, if I try to so to speak, like talk sense into people, they they resist. They 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 fight back because yep. they think I'm attacking them, and I, I'm not telling them they're not okay. I'm just trying to 
realize and, and open their eyes and it has to come from from deep within and like I said, we I think I truly believe that all the answers, all the knowledge we need for a happy life, they lay within us. But we are not we're not uh, in tune with that and mm. we don't listen closely enough. And I think you have to be willing to change in order to to finally change. I mean, it's like. Yeah, you, you have you have yeah, you have to be willing to do that. Otherwise, it, it won't work. Yeah. Otherwise, people just, I don't know, laugh at you or even attack you for trying to help them. And that's the thing. Sometimes you try to help people and they they attack you for it. Mm-hmm. And they don't see that you're coming from a place of love. Yeah. I've actually had somebody reach out um, in, the, in the past, not so distant past, but reach out and then reject the help, which was strange. So somebody telling me that they wanted help, um, but then turned out no, they didn't want the help. It yeah, was... that that's also something that we we were taught to like give, 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 but no one taught us to to receive and to accept help. We were mm-hmm. taught that we oh you you have to be you have to do everything by yourself and you know, you have to be tough and blah, blah, blah. And da, da, da. And we feel, we feel weak if we ask for help or if we accept, accept help. Mm-hmm. And this is also like a very bad stigma that, um, that needs to be discarded. Yeah. I think that per- perhaps, um, this is something that when I was thinking about how could we promote it, I think it, it potentially, will change as the sort of social media generations the first people that have lived on the internet their full life because I suppose they get to see so many different possibilities in comparison to when I was a kid and yeah. I mean I don't know what age you're yourself but when I was a child in the 80s you know what I mean I could be a policeman a fireman or a soldier yeah like that type of thing um so two seconds the possibilities for a kid nowadays is endless um, because they can see it all online. They can see that they could do um, so many different things. So I think this might be something that changes as the, the first generations of social media sort of come through into adulthood. I think we might see a lot more traveling, a lot more like um, wanting to see the world in comparison to when, when I was a kid. Um yeah, so like you'd said earlier about the martial arts. Obviously, I I do martial arts as well. So we're going to need to talk about that, and we've we've, we've got about twenty minutes left. So, um, so first before we go into martial arts, um, how much should do you think the diet? How important do you think the diet is? Um, because personally, for me, I think it's absolutely paramount. Yeah, it, it is of of course. You know the way you whatever you put in my, in your body, this is the energy you get, mm-hmm. and you are what you eat. Um, I changed I changed my diet. I changed a lot in my life, and what I say is like I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, like yeah, you as well. So um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for me personally, it's not just a hobby. It's like a passion and a lifestyle and a huge, huge part of my life. And uh, I just uh, got my purple belt. Woohoo! Congratulations. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's that's a big, big milestone in my yeah, life. For sure, big achievement. And it's yeah, like 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 to 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 exercise, to to eat healthy, to show up for training, to be disciplined. That that's all part of martial arts. And I think martial art or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, what I do is is an amazing teacher and you can you, I can explain life to you with like jujitsu analogies. It's it's funny. Definitely. Yeah. Um I um I mean what kind of diet do you follow? Do you follow a specific diet or um are you a wee bit more looser with it? Um what did I let me let me let me try to think what did I eat before that? Um I think I was eating a lot of bread, a lot of pasta. Um, yeah, 
yeah, I think also a lot of meat, I think. Okay. I'm not sure. Like I've I've changed my diet like like immensely. Like I've been uh, I've been doing some sorts of martial arts for 8 years now. Okay. And um but my diet now is like a year ago I decided okay, I will try out this vegan thing and for 3 months and see how it goes. Okay. And so yeah, I'm I'm mostly sticking to it. I'm not like super super strict. I make like very few exceptions but only if i feel like it the, the thing is like a lot of times i don't even feel like eating yeah. meat and i've i've decreased the amount of meat i ate like like um, a lot the last few years mm -hmm. and i just try to eat more more vegetables um rice instead of pasta and even now i'm, I'm eating not that much rice i'm eating more quinoa or lentils yeah um yeah, and just 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 doing that and trying. We all know, like, if 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 we listen to ourselves, mm -hmm. we know what what food, like, is good for us. We we just know it. Yeah. And when I eat trash food, I actually feel like trash oh. afterwards. Yeah. I feel Tell really shitty. Yeah, definitely. I do. Um, I suppose it's kind of like keto light. I do, um, and I do uh, an intermittent fast, so I don't eat between midnight and 6pm, and I only eat between 6pm and midnight. Um, this is yeah. so specific to me as a person. Like my, I say to people, because people will ask me about my diet, and, um, not, not that anybody asks you about your diet, but they, they notice that I'm not eating and work during the day. Nobody comes up to me and says, what what diet are you, are you following? It's they'll just be like you don't eat. So when I explain my diet, they'll be like, does that work? And they're like it works for me. This is very specific to me. Yeah. Um. So it's like keto light. I do ketogenic plus fruit. Um. And just so that I'm getting some sort of sugars in there. But um. And then one night a week, I can have what I want. But I only eat between six p.m. and midnight, and that's just because that's when I won't eat at night. That's when I find that I'm really like, I need I need food. During yeah. the day, don't care. Black coffee and water. Um, and I go to the gym generally about midday. So I'm like working out fasted. So that, that is how specific my diet is. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. I'm actually considering like leaving it off a wee bit and starting to eat during the day just to see if I can fuel my workouts a wee bit better or something like that. But I've got a very specific diet. Um, and I'm I'm the, as big a believer in you that it is garbage in, garbage out. Um, there's a, a great analogy that you're, if, you, if you're a car, your stomach's the fuel tank and your brain's the engine. So if you were to put diesel into a petrol car, the engine blows up. So yeah. if you eat a crappy diet, you're going to potentially have mental health issues. So I'm a massive believer in that. Um and like you just said, if I eat crap the next day, I feel like crap. So um, I think it's paramount and it's so important. And I think that that's something that we need to just educate people. That I, I think that sugar's literally poison. Um, yeah, I'm trying to eat not that much sugar. I I have a weakness for chocolate, but... Yeah, me too. <laughs> so when I was twenty one, <laughs> when I was twenty one, I was twenty two stone. Um, so I was a. Big, I don't know how much uh, that is. In so kilos. <laughs> oh, um, so I'm fifteen stone, and that's ninety kilos. Okay. That's me just now. So I was twenty two stone. So I was seven stone heavier. So probably about one hundred and twenty kilos, somewhere in that. Oh wow, that's a lot. Pretty big, yeah. I was big, um, and it was McDonald's and chocolate like all day. So, um, and I just lost the weight, just over the no like drastic weight loss, just gradually, yeah. gradually through my twenties, just lost weight, lost weight. So yeah, chocolate, love it, absolutely love it. Yeah, no, I I believe like everyone needs to find their own diet, whatever they feel comfortable with. Yeah, there is not like the perfect diet for yeah. everyone. No, like Big just. B. Like I said, like I tried it out and I like it, so I'm sticking with it. I'm not trying to convince any people. Just supplement. And, 
Excuse me? Do you supplement? Do you need to take supplements to... Um, I don't right now. I'm thinking about maybe starting that. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Um, and we'll, do, we'll, we'll see. Do you find that it has any negative or positive impact on your training? No, I, no? I don't think so. Um, I am I'm a huge, huge believer in natural things. And well, it, it depends what kind of supplements it is. They, yeah, what kind of supplement it is. Mm. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of natural ones that yeah. that can help you. I haven't looked into it. I haven't missed anything yet. Um, I also did for some time the intermittent fasting, and it kind of just I don't know. I didn't like drop it on purpose. It just happened somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I actually I dropped a lot of weight with that, and that wasn't on purpose. It just it just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not a lot, but I mean, yeah, you, I must... you drop a bit of weight. Like, I if I don't do intermittent fasting, I put a wee bit of weight on, like definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it suits me. I just don't. Food isn't something that I crave during the day. I don't know why. I've got absolutely no idea. It's just I've trained myself to be like this so that. I only eat half the time, but that I'm awake so that I don't become fat. I think that is probably yeah. the, the main thing for me. Um, so you've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for eight years, did you say? Well, I, I started martial arts like eight years ago. I was doing more the, the um, traditional self-defense Jiu-Jitsu in university when okay. when I was a student. But that was like only twice a week and there were like so many people and just one instructor. So my mm-hmm. progress there was like really, really slow. And then 2014, I went to my very first jiu-jitsu, uh, BJJ Jiu-Jitsu Globetrotter camps. And this is when I noticed like, okay, so the level is a lot, lot higher than in my, of course, my university class. And um yeah, so and, and back then I didn't do like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and um so I got my blue belt actually from the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Globetrotters from, from that camp. Okay. And then I was and then I went um I was also visiting the States for some time, was training BJJ there for uh, two months and I was training like four, maybe five times a week. Wow. And then I came back and all of a sudden I was like on barring all the guys that I couldn't get before. I was like, oh, this is awesome and I was getting like more and more frustrated in this university class, mm-hmm. but because I was still a student, I was like, ah, I cannot afford jujitsu classes. And there was nothing um, that I liked here in Heidelberg. So in the neighbor town, not that just 20 kilometers away in, in Mannheim. Um, so that, this is where I'm training now. So after being like a very frustrated blue belt in university class uh, for a year, I decided, okay, it doesn't matter how much it costs. I will go to that gym and I signed up there and yeah, I have no regrets. It was a great decision because I, I learned and progressed so much and so fast. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I had some injuries and that was like a different topic. Um, Yeah. Well, I know all about them recently. So can I say, I've been practicing for, was it September? Uh, it's October. I've been practicing for 11 months. So I'm yeah. very, very new to it. And I've definitely went into it because of Joe Rogan and because of that sort of um, Eddie Bravo American yeah. podcaster movement that I'm definitely into in a big, big way. I mean, I watch two or three podcasts a day. It's, it's getting, it's like an obsession. It's getting ridiculous. And I'm starting to watch podcasts that are, Probably verging on sort of, yeah, a couple of conspiracy podcasts that are just, uh, I'll say no more about them. Um, So, like, I mean, I definitely, like, I have seen so many positive gains um, in in life and in ways that I would have never have expected through just starting to take a martial art. I mean, I did it in my teens. Uh, I did a lot of six months of karate when I was, like, 13 and then I did Aikido for four years um, in mm-hmm. my, my teenage years um, unfortunately it seems that it's not very good martial art, I always thought it was I enjoyed it, it was like between the age of like 11 and 15 I practiced it so I, th- I thought yeah. it was great but yeah I, it's not very well respected Aikido unfortunately well, I think 
I think it's a beautiful art, yeah. but for self-defense, I don't mm -hmm. think it's that effective. No, definitely not. And some videos on YouTube, you can go and see uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys absolutely like kick people about. Uh, it's, it's pretty bad. But I've seen so many positive things. I think the, yeah. the, the, the biggest one, if I was to narrow it down, um, is how humbling I find it. Um, it's taught me that I'm not perfect. That no, it, you can't be perfect. Like you can, you can definitely strive for perfection, but to expect perfection's ridiculous. Um, but to I've learned how to learn in a completely different way um, than what I thought before. Um, if I could go back and do university again, yeah, I'd squish it. I think in comparison to what I did the first time. Well, I'm doing that just now, but yeah, what kind of sort of benefits do you see? Oh, so many. Um, well, the, what, what I love about jiu-jitsu is that it's an honest sport. You cannot pretend anything on the mats. Either you know your techniques and you're good or you don't. There is no pretentiousness. And like whenever when I roll with with a guy and he uses like all his strength and all his weight that's when I know I really put him into like dangerous positions because he has to use not just technique but um all the other aspects mm -hmm. that he is like bigger and stronger than me yeah um and usually when the round ends like he's sweaty and all like out of breath and I'm like I'm fine. I can keep going. And he's like, oh, my God, I need a break. So um, I just let them wear themselves out. Um, but what I what I also love about jiu-jitsu is that, like, first of all, like I said, it's it's very honest and everyone is equal on the mats. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter, like, if you are, I don't know, whatever your occupation is, it doesn't matter, like, what your background is. It doesn't matter. Like, we're all here for the for the to enjoy this beautiful and share this beautiful art mm -hmm. and what i love also about it it's it's some sort of like meditation and spiritual teacher because it teaches you to be present in the now yep you can actually not afford to be somewhere else with your mind you forget I promise you forget all your sorrows if someone is trying to break one of your limbs or try to strangle you. Yeah, definitely. Um, it sounds brutal, but it's not. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's like it's like wrestling in kindergarten, just with rules and uh, yeah, and technique. <laughs> that's a that's a good way of looking at it. Um, how often do you practice? Uh, four times a week. Four usually. times a week. So you're serious then, definitely. Yeah, serious sometimes about that. more, sometimes sometimes less. Like I'm, I'm feeling that potentially that I might drop. Um, Jujitsu is the my preferred, like out of the because I, I I do jujitsu, um, Muay Thai, Filipino Kali, and then a, so it's like a like a Jeet Kune Do and and I do jujitsu. And I'm th I'm thinking that I might drop the Jeet Kune Do and just do jiu-jitsu because I would probably do four classes a week if yeah. if I like if if I can get to them if that's possible that's what I want to do but definitely three um that's that's kind of where I am but I think I'm spreading myself too thin I think I'm doing too too many different things um and I really whatever makes you, whatever makes you happy I mean if you want to get better. Of course, you have to mm -hmm. practice it more often. And I felt like the huge, huge shift when I shifted from only two classes a week to even like six classes a week. I was doing like nogi and then the gi classes. So I had like six classes on four days. And I did that for half a year. And oh my God, my progress was like going through the roof and I learned so much. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it depends, like whatever whatever makes you happy. But for me, after some time, two times a week was not enough. I really want and need more. Mm -hmm. Like I feel I feel happier and more balanced when I exercise. And um, I also do like at, at least one, one jiu-jitsu camp um, a year. This year I did even three and within six weeks, my body was broken. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, 
but I learned so much. Like I, I learned some amazing techniques where I where I even like submitted some some brown belts, and that was like a huge achievement. I was like, oh my god, awesome! Uh, that's amazing. Um, and I'm not a big girl. <laughs> that's so good. Wow. Yeah. So what are the camps like? What are the camps like? They're a lot of fun. So much fun. It's um, usually like. Uh, around six classes a day, you can choose which classes you go to. There are some open maths, and um, it depends which. Well, there are so many camps. I usually go to the uh, Globetrotter camps. There are all sorts of camps, whatever. Yeah, from mm. from all different organizations. Um, I how, just I just like those. How yeah. long do they last? Um, the big ones, six days. Some right. are like three or four days. Okay. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I don't know if there's anything like that happens. I've never seen anything, um, like even at the club or anything where they're well, talking about it. So, imagine like I don't know, fifty or even up to two hundred fifty people from all over the world getting together just to train jiu-jitsu. It's amazing. You have so many like-minded people from all over the world. It's like beautiful. Wow, sounds amazing. Um. So do, do you see any, so like, do you think that there's any tangible benefits that you see that you bring to your, like, life outside of jiu-jitsu? So, do you, I mean, like, the positive impact that it's had on me, I can, I've got a tangible example. So, like, like I was saying, at university, when I'm studying, um, I've developed this sort of, way of being that's the same way that I am when I'm practicing a martial arts so like you're saying being present and being focused and forgetting yeah. everything um like do, do you think that that is something that you would promote to people so um yes so yeah so if somebody was to, to say and you were to say like you should do you should, do you think that that is something you say go and do jujitsu Yes. Well, the thing is, like, I can roast your ear about jujitsu for hours. How amazing the sport is! All the benefits that that it it has given me. You know, you get for you you get you get like physically, you get fitter, you get ripped, you um, get you learn like very useful skills. Self defense is an amazing skill to have. Yeah. Um, you feel you feel you feel balanced. Your your hormonal level is is different. Um. But also your mindset changes. It jujitsu gave me a lot of confidence. It gave mm. me an, an an amazing community. A lot of amazing people that I met. It gave me a lot of like joy and and happiness and and, and balance, and also a different a different mindset. Because when you, for example, if someone is like trying to attack you. You can run away from it and then hope you're a really good runner. Mm -hmm. Or if you know the tools and the technique to deal with this problem, with this attacker, then you can deal with that. And it's, it's, it's like an analogy for life, you know, whatever. Life is easier if you have the tools to manage it. Then it's a challenge and not a struggle anymore. Yeah. And it's the same in jiu-jitsu. Like, like what I learned, if someone is trying to punch me, to kick me, Instead of like running away, it's like, no, you go right in there. You close the gap so there is no distance anymore to punch and to kick. And then you throw that person, take them down, dominate them, get in a dominant position and then submit them. And like to speak like in jiu-jitsu terms, right? But yeah. this is also like how you tackle life. This is like how my mind works. My, my, my mindset is now, okay. There's like, don't focus on the problem, focus on the solution, focus on the steps, how to solve this problem. So it, it, it is, that's why it's called martial arts because it isn't, it is an art and is also like a teacher, a spiritual teacher. And it does, when you are a martial artist for some time, you develop a different way of thinking, you def develop a different mindset. Yeah. And I've definitely found that, um, yeah, I, I, I think my favorite, I actually think that my favorite thing about martial arts is the feeling after the class. Yes. And the walk home. Because I go, both of my schools are quite close to where I live. So I'm a 20 minute walk away from 
both uh, the jiu-jitsu school and where I uh, practiced other martial arts. And that walk home, it doesn't matter if it's warm or if it's cold or if it's raining, whatever it is, I appreciate it for some reason. Just, just yeah. that, yeah. Just getting, just walking up the road. I absolutely adore that. Like, um, and yeah. So that's us uh, done for it's the hour up. Um, I've enjoyed speaking to you. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation. Um, yes, very much. Thank you. That do you want awesome. to just you can give like a wee sort of uh, push at like your social media and where people can find you if they wanted to uh, hit you up? Yeah, well, if I uh, I prefer to coach women, but if if you're a woman and if you have like childhood pain that is holding you back and you feel stuck. Um, my fa- I have like a Facebook group that is for free where I upload videos and, and, and posts. Um, but if you want to get into a coaching session with me, um, you find me like either on my personal profile, Carla Kimura Kelp, or my Facebook group is called Phoenix to Freedom. Because I believe that that pain burns you but you can rise from the ashes and you can be this this phoenix um when you decide to let all of this go you can start a new life and yeah phoenix to freedom is where you find me um my website is still under construction so um yeah okay that was beautifully put um thanks very much um and i thanks for coming on yeah thank you very much it was a pleasure thank you cheers